one ball, one strike, went out, one run. That kid the bat and kids what he done. All right. Here we are again, yet another Croizen cast for our uh, tens of listeners. Uh, Fork here, and with us as always, our producer, Oleg. Stop. And uh, also with us is Yeti from Downstate. Good afternoon. That's where Dom- Weezer's here. Yeah. Dom- our special guest, Weezer. Yeah, Weezer. How's it going, buddy? If you're going to do this, you have to talk. Oh, he'll be our salary cap expert. <laughs> and, you know, Tonker, Tonker will be here eventually with his Welsh internet. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows what, uh, what, um, how slow the Welsh uh, gerbils are. Yeah. So let's get right into this. Zach Davies sucks. Ah, I, I don't know. It seems like a fair trade for you, Darvish. I can't believe that some asshole on this podcast actually tried that trade. Which one was it? Was it Fork? It had to be. No. You? Oh. No. I mean, I never really justified it, but I'm like, oh, I could see it from a baseball point of view. That was a no, shit. It, it made no sense from a baseball standpoint. It only made sense from a squeezing nickels till they bleed because the Ricketts imposed some imaginary salary cap on the Cubs. Uh, hey, remember um, remember about, I don't know, four days ago when the Cubs were good? For- yes. <laughs> that was our one brief shining moment. That was our Camelot. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, good times. Good oh. times. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know I'll what... I, I got to be honest. I, don't know what to say about this cup season. It's going to be well, goofy, weird, and annoying as shit. Yeah. You're going to have bouts of confidence. Dude, you're my kid. Where it's terrible. The real kick in the nards is going to be at the deadline when the Cubs trade Chris Bryant somewhere and he immediately signs an extension. Oh, God. Seriously. Uh, I mean, he's back. He, I mean, he's had an incredible three, four weeks, several four weeks, I guess, now. Uh, almost to the day, four weeks, right? Um, and he's, I mean, he's he's just MVP Bryant again. He's he's been incredible. If it wasn't for, I mean, it's it's kind of good that Soto got hurt. Uh, but if kind of if it wasn't for Acuna, I don't Acuna, I don't think that. Uh, I, I think that the leader of the clubhouse right now, right? Four weeks into the well, I was going to say, we're, <laughs> the calendar doesn't even say May yet. I wouldn't start handing hey. out trophies just yet. I need, uh, I need my, uh, I need, I need the positive. Besides, the real, the real MVP is Yadi or Molina. Every, I mean, for every team, always. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, um, I don't know what's up with half. I mean, I mean, at least Javi is sort of starting to figure things out. It seems like a little bit. Um, yeah. And half looks long. Yeah, and then, he, then his hamstring went kablooey. Haps? Hopefully he's like just out for a day or two. No, Bias. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. why Bias sat last night. Yeah. He came up, he came up holding his hamstring uh, during Sunday's game. Oh, goody. 
Oh, goody. Let's make it. Let's make and, a uh, team uh, on, on also. Yeah, I got to be honest. I don't, I don't know what to what to say so far. Um, Pitching is where we kind of expected it to be. I, I mean, I don't know if you called Trevor Williams a nice surprise or not, but here we are. Um, the pitching is terrible. Craig Kimbrell is amazing, right? I, I think last, I don't know how long it's been since. Kimbrell's great. Yeah. But he's back to being. Well, great. and Kimbrell's another guy. You know, he's he's got a vesting option, which I don't think will vest. Well, I think so he's another him. deadline guy. Yeah, last year I think made it a uh, made it a moot point. Okay, because I thought I thought this was his walk year. It is. It is. Um, last year, I think I think uh, I think the best thing is he had to he had to finish 110 games between 2020 and 2021, something like that. Oh, so that's exactly yeah, it. with the pro rate for last year. Yeah. I don't know if they. Um, I don't know if they. I think well, he might not. He might not finish that many games just because the Cubs aren't going to give him a lot of save opportunities. Yeah, yeah. But last uh, year prorated would be twenty to twenty-one games. What did he end up last year? I mean, he had to be. No, he wasn't. He, he what did he throw like fourteen innings last year? Fifteen innings? Something like that. Here, if you're in front of it, look it up. But I don't think it would matter anyway. Um, fifteen the, innings. Fifteen innings. Yeah. So he, eleven games finished. Yeah, yeah. They didn't come anywhere. I mean, anyway. truthfully, what does it matter if you've got a closer with nothing to close? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if you're looking ahead, right, if there's, if there's any sort of a – and, again, I, I mean, still a Cubs team that uh, that beat the crap out of the Braves in that one game. Uh, it's still a Cubs team that came back against the Braves after they were down. You're still – you can see rays of hope. Light, small, flickering lights of hope. <laughs> but um, you know, if all we have looked forward to is the trading, the trade deadline, and hoping that the Cubs kind of cash in, um, I don't know, whatever. And you know, Arietta is a guy who, you know, he's been kind of a nice surprise in that, uh, you know, he hasn't getting beaten up, but. You know, Oleg, you and I, yeah. I know we talked about it on our Slack yesterday that, you know, it's one of those things where his his FIP is not great. Yep, he's not big well, gap. Now, to be fair, it's not not great. It's it's, it's fine. It's in the fourth. What was his Well, there's three? just a big gap. Yeah, there's a long gap. So it's not the end of the world. But his exit yeah. is horrible. He's giving up. He's yeah. he's throwing to his lowest ground ball rate of his career. Having said that, he's also striking out two more guys per inning or per nine innings than he did in all his time in Philadelphia. I don't know what the hell Philadelphia does, right. to but I'm almost you know it's almost impressive or, or surprising how in spite of it, uh, Wheeler and Nola and Eflin are good. Um, having said that, I think well, there's been there's been multiple art, articles written about the Phillies and pitch selection for pitchers. Yeah. Where, you know, and because of that, guys can leave Philadelphia and become good. Well, I don't know how much I necessarily buy that, right? It's not like Nick Pavetta is, is lighting the world on fire. In Boston. Yeah. And by the same token, like I mentioned, Philly is still, you know, they still have Wheeler, Nola, and Eflin, who are all pretty good. Um, yeah, well, 
I was going to say, Aaron Nola is so good. He might be the unscrewable pooch. He'd, right, well, he'd be Zach, a stud with Larry Rothschild. <laughs> I mean, Zach Wheeler's pretty good too, right? And uh, yeah. But anyway, my point being is that um, area, back to Arietta, he's, he's striking out more guys than he did in his three years in Philly. He's giving up a career low, or I think it's pretty close to career low, low if not career low, uh, ground ball percentage. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of mitigated by the strikeouts. I don't know. But, um, and, and his home run to fly ball rate right now is just incredibly low. Um, the good news is, if you if you wanted to see the good news, his batting play isn't so low that he can't sustain it, right? It's got to be, I think it's the 90s when I looked yesterday. Um, and so I, I don't know. There's there's things about Arietta. He's probably not. Well, what's his ERA now, Yeti? I think you've got it there. Probably three and a half or so. Uh, two fifty seven. Oh, two fifty seven. So his FIP is probably in the three and a half range. Three three forty six. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the three forty six FIP isn't isn't bad. Like that's that's a, that's really really good. He's not walking. A, uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember what his walks were at. But anyway, regardless. Uh, three three for nine. Okay. Three so, and a half. It's not awful. His his FIP is right in line with what he's doing. The problem is the ex-FIP, I think, is, is, is if I remember yesterday, is in the fours or upper fours. Um, that's really, so if he continues to give up contact the way he's giving up, that that might be a problem. Um, or, or if the fly balls, you know, the home run to fly ball ratio normalizes a little bit, then the FIP will really start to go up. So there's there's... There's good and bad. I, I don't know that Harry has a two and a half ERA pitcher anymore, but if he gives, you know, if, if he's good for a three, two, three, three, then holy shit, I think you, you're, you know, you take that all day. Um, the mm-hmm. problem, I don't even know if he's, if he can maintain that. So I don't know. Arietta is an interesting case. I'm, I'm glad that it's fun watching him pitch again. At least there's that. Um, certainly I'd prefer him to Zach Davies. Um, but I don't know. Like Alzale was good his last time out, right? He just kind of got a little bit of bad luck. Um, Kyle Hendricks seems to have sort of righted the ship a little bit. He had a really good start his last time out. Um, so it's not the end of the world. I think that um, I think that you really kind of can have uh, the semblance of a decent pitching staff. It's not a it's not a competitive or a, or a pennant winning pitching staff. Um, but the bullpen hasn't been awful, right? I mean, you, there, there's been some awfulness in the bullpen that they can sort of, you know, mitigate by uh, by letting them pitch in low leverage situations. In the blowouts, they've been bad, obviously, which you know, which is kind of the way it is. But um, I mean, the real struggles were the offense in the first two weeks, and if they can write that ship, I don't know who the fuck knows. Maybe you got something with Zach Davies blows. Yes. Zach, yes, Zach he does. I mean, really, if we if we had any kind of forethought, Zach Davies would have been our Jimmy Butthole. And also, and and can 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 we be done? Like I with uh, with Sogard, like is that? Can we? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for that to be yeah. over. Matt Duffy's Matt Duffy's a better bat off the bench <clears throat> at this point. Yeah, Matt mm-hmm. Duffy's been all right, right? He stole. Like, did he steal a base yesterday? Is that what I heard? I was kind of passing a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is kind of uh, funny. Yeah, but you're right. Matt Duffy hasn't been bad. It seems he hasn't been bad at all. I haven't looked at what he's and, done this year. But and with what Nico Horner is doing, he's clearly going to be. I mean, he's going to be the second baseman every day. He's too good not to be. Yeah, I think so too. Like I, I don't, I don't like, I don't get it. So I don't. 
Uh, Nico, Nico came up. Who did they put on the uh, on the IL when when Horner came up? Why is Sogard's Doc like? Peterson? Oh, that's it. So when Peterson comes back, when Peterson comes back, they're going to need to do something, and right. that something's probably going to be launching Sogard. Yeah, hopefully that's exactly my point. Right, that's the that's the thing is that I don't like <clears throat> I, can, I can be done with Sogard forever and ever. Um, I think he's the 2021 version of Blake the Whip for me. The only other thing I could see, I don't know if Bodie still has options or now he's probably got too much time in the big leagues. Right. And, and, and he's got a guaranteed contract, right? They gave him that five-year $15 million contract. Bodie's been awful this year, even by Bodie by Bodie standards. Yeah, I haven't really looked at, at his batted ball profile. His whole thing always has been um, that no matter what, he still at least hit the shit out of the ball. I don't know if that's true this year or not. Again, it's, you know, to your point earlier, the calendar has seen. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked because his thing's always hard contact. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right, he's always hit the but, shit out of the ball. So. Yeah. I just, I don't know what his numbers are this year. I don't have the stack cast numbers up in front of me. Well, never mind about the stack has, you know, Yeti, are you on fan graphs? I, I'm on um, well, baseball reference. It, yeah. Well, just I, I'm wondering, I'm, well, I'm more wondering what his batting average on balls and play is. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's, he's been bad. The, the whole offense has been bad other than Bryant, um, you know, Baez. Contreras? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, holy shit, you're right. Contreras hit a ball almost 500 feet last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, holy crap! I don't know what's gotten to him, but he's he's finally, uh, you know, I think I said I think last year that he, I'm pretty sure that he's the best offensive catcher in baseball, and this year he's, I think, so far kind of proving it. He didn't, he wasn't really, uh, he was getting on base right because just because he had about six hit uh, uh, hit by pitches uh, in the first few weeks. I, I don't know if six is the right number, but he's had a bunch. So he was getting on base. He wasn't necessarily hitting for average early on, but man, is he hitting the shit out of the ball? It's like so just got to be in the 600s, right? So anyway, that it doesn't matter. Uh, the point is, is that yeah, you're right. I mean, other than Contreras, and even that can be mitigated a little bit. Other than Contreras and Brian, everybody's been kind of quiet. It's nice that Rizzo seems. Contreras is slugging 549. Yeah, it's nice he that and Brian are the only. He and Brian are the only Cubs regulars over 500. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not worried about Rizzo necessarily. I don't know what the hell is up. Um, He'll be uh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to. Um, I don't know what to make of this team. I, they might be fun later on. Who the fuck knows? They're, they're just bad. That pitching is just bad. <laughs> The good news is if they are, maybe there's a chance that they're bad enough. Maybe we see Braylon in, uh, in, uh, in August or so. Um, I don't know. I've, no matter how bad they are, I would hope they would fight the temptation to rush guys. Yeah, for sure. Even, even if the deadline comes and they, they start launching guys, you know, I would hope that wouldn't turn into them you know, having guys like Braylon Marquez and Brandon Davis and a couple of these other fellas jump the, you know, leapfrog some guys. Yeah. Um, Where'd Caraway go? Like, is he alternate or signed yet? He hasn't been signed yet. He's still in minor league camp. 
Well, I don't think anybody has really because I don't. The minor league season isn't starting for another two weeks or so, right? Okay. Anywhere at any of the levels. Um, yeah, but Caraway will be fine. Like I, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to make of the season, and I don't. I'm, I, I think my the problem is that I'm getting kind of apathetic about it. I don't necessarily know that I care other than to see Wilson keep launching balls. That might be another trade candidate at the deadline. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Like the real the real Jimmy Butthole is the Ricketts. Fuck them now and forever. I'll enjoy the Brewers getting pissed off at Wilson Contreras for quote unquote leaning pitches. The who? The Brewers. All the Brewer oh, fans man. are all up in arms about that. Fuck the Brewers. Fuck the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I will say fuck Ryan Tapera for throwing at him. I'm I'm pretty much team don't throw at people though. So uh you, you know, Tapera threw at his legs. It was sort of behind him. It wasn't at his head. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I I I, I, I hated it at all times. Is yeah, where I I'm at. But stupid. Uh and it's just this macho fucking toxic bullshit, but I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Fuck the Brewers. Yeah, and fucking Trevor Bauer, of all people, had to have a good opinion on the throwing of people shit. I'm like, God damn you. Dickhead. <laughs> the thing with Trevor Bauer is he's a fucking douchebag, but at least he's he's consistent, um, and he does very much feel a lot of the sort of, you know, he wants baseball to be fun. Um, I think it's hilarious that they, uh, they confiscated his baseballs to... Um, Know, some of those baseballs, I think that's hilarious after he ripped into the Astros for uh, for doctoring up balls and getting their spin rate and all that shit. Trevor Bauer has has terrible opinions about the world, but generally speaking, if we're talking about baseball, specifically about baseball, he's, 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 not, he's not far off. Like, mm-hmm. he's not wrong about things, about baseball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very much that onion meme of, you know, the worst person in the world makes a good point, right? But he's not, he's not, he's not off on his baseball opinions. He's, 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 I mean, the funny thing about Bauer more than anything else is he's still, um, he's still very much a union guy in baseball, just, you know, an associate players association guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of fun. Um, he's, he just, he just has terrible, you know, terrible opinions about the world, but fuck it. as far as baseball goes, I don't know. I can, I'm not, I'm not anti, I'm not anti Bauer as much. I mean, he's a douchebag, but I'm not anti Bauer as much as, uh, on his baseball opinions, as much as anything else. He's, yeah. no, he's no Aubrey Huff. That's for sure. Wow. Fuck that guy, but it was fun watching, uh, Tatis cover his eye after hitting the home run off Bauer. Oh, is that right? I told you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it all spurned from because I think people yeah. were expecting Bauer to be pissed. He's like, I don't yeah, care. Like, whatever. Yeah. Let him pimp it. Dude, talk yeah. about a fun player to watch. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit, I've gotten to watch a couple of Padres games just because they're on late and it's fun, man. Holy shit, that guy is amazing. You know who's a lot of fun to watch this year? Jazz Chisholm. Oh, right? He's right? a blast. Yeah. That guy. And he yeah. is so damn good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Fucking shout out to Donahue for drafting him or however he got him. But holy fuck. 
<laughs> uh, Surprised you don't have them. You had every other shortstop. <laughs> it's, not, it's not too early to say fuck you, Huey, is it? Yeah, the, the never too early, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's there's some young players in this league uh, who are a blast, and uh, luckily at least some of them play out on the West Coast, but it's it's uh we're we're in a pretty good time for baseball there's 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 a lot of fun going on out there man i mean just not in all. the north side of chicago yeah yeah just not here right because oh i mean what it is is when javier baez does something amazing it's almost like you take it for granted because he's been doing it for so long through that like you know there's times where he'll do things in the field and you're like, wow, that's a great play. I was like, well, yeah, but it's Javier Baez. He does yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and some of these guys who are newer to the league, you're just getting introduced to just how good they are and how much fun they are to watch. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even like I like I just mentioned, like even Acuna and uh, um, even Acuna and um, and all these, right? Those guys have a blast together. It's like. It's like watching um, – who's the old third baseman for the Rangers? Beltre. Beltre and uh, – uh, and Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it, it's fun. I don't know, man. I, it's, it's just fun. So, One of the greatest things I've ever seen is still Beltre moving the Andexer. Right? <laughs> yes. Go, go, go search out, like, highlights of Beltre doing Beltre things, and it's – Oh, yeah. Like, that and, you know, people – you know, People touching him on top of his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> him and I can, I can, I can easily one? sit in a YouTube hole of his yeah. videos for Probably like hours. Cabrera, yeah, him and Cabrera, man. And you know, when I first started watching baseball, there were guys like that then too. I mean, Orlando Cepeda had a huge personality. Yeah, and uh, he was always a lot of fun. And uh, you know, shortly after that, the Cubs got Jose Cardinal, and Jose Cardinal was just like a nonstop party. <laughs> and one of the things, every time the Cubs would have a uh, rain delay, someone from WGN would hustle down to the dugout to get a microphone into Jose Cardinal's hands, and he would just kind of walk around the dugout. And if anybody was sitting in the dugout, he would sit there and interview them. And I remember one time, he's interviewing Randy Huntley and Huntley with that thick accent of his, you couldn't understand either of them, but it was hilarious and it was great. And, you know, I'm like 10 years old and just loving the whole thing. Oh man. I didn't know that they played in the forties. Yeah. No lights, but they played. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I, I mean, baseball should be fun. And that's the, you know, going back to Bauer, that's sort of the thing, right? It's like, he gets it like he's just you know baseball's fun like fuck you what do you what do you yeah, think it's a game yeah don't don't give up home runs so it's all good all good yeah i don't know so what else you guys want to talk about fucking cubs well, it's also fun when you see a guy who's just doing things that are just unbelievable like shohei otani how do you not set your set your schedule around whenever he's playing well, because now he's DHing like six times a week, or what you know, however often, right? He's going to get six hundred plate appearances this year. Yeah, the- I mean, and he is just smoking baseballs. Oh God, mm-hmm. he's still, I, I think he's still tied for the American League lead in uh, home runs. Yeah, right? 
at seven. He's at seven. Yeah. Out of a ball that went out of the stretch here, you know, a few days ago. Um, yeah, he's he's just amazing. He apparently got hurt a little bit yesterday. I don't, I don't know what happened, but um, he got a little thing double. Well, what did he do? He struck out eight. He scored three runs. He drove in three. <laughs> just ridiculous. It's uh, 1919. You know, this, it's the guy you were telling me about? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I mean, this is like, Babe Ruth or like Martin Dehigo, just that level of two-way play. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. This this is probably the only Cubs podcast that will ever drop a Martin Dehigo <laughs> reference. But I think in the Mexican League one year he won twenty games and the batting title. Oh, that's amazing! God, I love that shit. That's like Otani. Yeah, yeah. Otani's so much. Fun. He's in Cooperstown. Otani? No, I'm just kidding. No, Dehigo. Otani will be like that's like see, yeah, well, uh, like uh, his stuff is in Cooperstown. Martin yeah. Dehigo? Yeah. No, he's inducted as a Negro Leaguer. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cuba, in Mexico, and in Cooperstown. Ah, that's great. Uh, and Venezuela and Dominican. Is that right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his nickname was El Maestro. Well, are you are you are you being serious, Eddie? Or are you just no? Wikipedia says it must be true. Oh, sweet. Yeah, well, those guys back in the forties, you know, they would go wherever the paycheck was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they play they'd play in Puerto Rico, they'd play in the Dominican, they'd play in Cuba, they'd play in Central America, they'd play in the U.S., they'd barnstorm whatever whatever it took. Um. In 1937, uh, Trujillo, who was the dictator down in the Dominican Republic, gave Satchel Paige $30,000 and said, bring a team down to the Dominican Republic. So Satchel Paige wound up grabbing a bunch of guys from the Pittsburgh Crawfords, and then he also grabbed Josh Gibson, who was playing for the Homestead Grays at the time. I went down, then went down to DR to play for Dehigo, or play for Dehigo, I'm sorry, play for Trujillo. And uh, they got to the championship game and there was soldiers surrounding the field and they were all basically chanting Trujillo doesn't lose. And that was their way of letting uh, the players know that if they didn't win the championship, they were going to get shot. Ah. So they, they won the championship and Paige and everybody else could not get on a plane and get out of there fast enough. I bet. I mean, 30 grand back then is a lot of money, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, for a, for a, not the, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what were you going to say about the ego? I was going to say the is not the only guy to be inducted to all those Hall of Fames. I didn't know if you would know that right away. For um, which ones? Uh, American, Cuban, Mexican, Dominican, and Venezuelan. Well, it can't be Minnie Minoso. He's not in Cooperstown. I would guess no. a, Negro, a Negro leaguer, so I would guess. Yeah, Willie Wells. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna guess somebody from like that, those '30s Crawford's teams, and Wells was a great shortstop on the, those like the '35, '36 Crawford's could have beaten any team in the major leagues. They had like eight Hall of Famers playing on that one team. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You took a beer. So. 
And Tucker's missing this whole thing. Although he's uh, eating dinner. Oh, I was gonna say I thought you know there was a Welsh holiday because Tom Jones has a new album out. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was a duet with Tom Carter. <laughs> so um yeah, it's still early to to grade out David Ross as a manager, but there's definitely been a couple things that have raised my eyebrows. Like this week he's put Dylan Maples into some high leverage situations. Maples which has been really bad. surprised me. Huh? Maples hasn't been bad. Well, you know, with people. Maples, it's always a matter of where's where's the ball gonna go. No, of course. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't. I mean, I haven't looked to be to be fair. This it's purely on the eye test, and it's not like I've been watching too much. But I don't. Maybe, it seems like Maples hasn't been bad, unless I'm. Way it, off. His FIP is four point six right now. His FIP, um, FIP yeah. What's and name? he's walking almost nine, but also striking out fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's totally nuclear loose out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he's just trying to get Maples right. Either that or they're, uh, they're showcasing them for a trade. I don't know. With well, this, that could be, too. Honestly, with this team, who, who else are you going to throw out there? Right? I mean, you got well, – I, I would love to see Justin Steele come back up. He looked great. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that he'll be back up. The only reason why he probably went down is because of options. Right, they couldn't yeah. options and everybody else being on the IL, but who else is in that bullpen? Shelby Miller sucks. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, else. Shelby Miller is quote hurt. Is he? Yeah, like uh, yeah, I think he's gonna be hurt for the year. Um, they just moved Rowan Wick to the 60s, so we're not yeah. gonna be seeing him. Yeah, that's a shame because he was pretty good. And what about that Brad Wick guy? He's on the Cubs. Is he pitching? Um, I don't know when the last time he pitched was, but I don't think. I don't oh think no, Wick Brad got Wick sent down. Is, I, I apologize. Yeah, okay. yeah. Wick has been up. Yeah. Um, Jason Adams shit the bed yesterday, right? Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Adam yeah. got sent down. Oh, did he? All right. He was a couple days ago then. Yeah, I don't know what else you got in that bullpen. What else you got in that pitching staff, right? Mills has actually been all right as you know as a multi inning guy has kind of a. Long yeah, run. Mills has been good, and you know, at some point, um, if they don't, if they don't try to move Davies at the deadline, at some point, somebody's going to get hurt, and Mills will be back in the rotation. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. You know, he's he's been a really good, you know, and the Cubs have been lucky; they've always had that kind of Swiss Army knife guy. Like before Alec Mills, it was Mike Montgomery. Yeah, where guys, you know, they could come out and pitch two, three innings, and then if you need a start, he can give you one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. In fact, their stuff even is very similar. That yeah, big curveball. Yeah, Mills has been fine, but like, like I said, none of these guys are championship caliber bullpenners, other than Kimbrell and... Uh, no. I don't know. No, I mean, the only, the only pitchers the Cubs have right now that are championship caliber are Hendricks and and Kimbrel. Although I will say, if if uh, you're a contender and you've got Andrew Chafin in your bullpen, you'll use him. He just won't be your eighth inning guy. Yeah, Chafin's been all right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's been all right, and he's been fun. You know, he's a lot of fun on social media. 
Yeah, right. We got that car out of the deal. Yeah. Um, I, in theory, would love to see Pedro, but at the same time, I know we shouldn't be seeing Pedro. Yeah, it, that's I mean, one of those. Guy, your, heart, but... your heart's gonna fight your head all oh. year on Pedro Strobe. Yeah. Um, yeah, when he was his last go around with the Cubs in eighteen, I was writing for. Uh, that's when Fells was trying to do the IV drip, and I was writing for Fells, and I basically wrote that you know it's time to start getting the tribute video ready for Pedro Strobe, and that was in. Was it was that eighteen 19. or nineteen? I think it was 19. nineteen. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wrote then it was time to get the tribute video ready for Pedro Strope, and here we are two years later. And um, all I could think is maybe the Cubs are trying to keep Pedro happy because they want to sign his kid. Is that right? <laughs> I've seen video. Of, I didn't know about video that. of his kid playing in the DR, and he looks like an absolute monster. Oh really? Oh, oh. I'm perfectly fine with them signing Pedro just for that reason. Yeah. Who's yeah. who's how old is this kid? I mean, 12, 38. Can you draft him? No, if that, he's 36. Well, you can't, he can't be an international signing till he's 16. Right. But, but Oleg Lee is, he's eligible. Well, you know, what happens down there too is a lot of these teams set up camps for kids that are that young. So basically, they're basically recruiting 12 year olds to stick him in a camp and then. As soon as they hit 16, they get signed. Um, and that's why, you know, these guys, there's the next interna international draft isn't for a while, and there's already guys getting linked to teams. Yeah. That happens every year, right? It's not. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we knew the Cubs were signing Christian Hernandez months before the Cubs actually signed him. So we're down to a little over three minutes left. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Um, who will be the first guy out the door at the deadline? Oleg? Kimbrel. <laughs> you didn't hear my wife said, yeah, Oleg. Yeah, don't think, yeah, don't think the fourth fight is going to scare for this, uh, for this podcast. Mm. <laughs> I uh, I second Lori's vote. No, um, I think Kimbrel is a good candidate because if he actually is really good again, then that's easy trade bait. I don't know why easy, the easy. Is, I don't know why the if has to be used as a qualifier. He's the best reliever in the National League right now, and held maybe even a baseball. Um, here's the um, what I will say is this, right? I, again, we're kind of assuming that the Cubs are going to suck and continue to suck. And if that's the case, then I think it would behoove them to move. I mean, even even if Davies, I mean, I mean Davis has really got to shit the butt to not have any value, to have zero value. Um, certainly, Kimbrell's got plenty of value. You know, I don't know that it matters who the first one out the door is. Shit, it might be somebody like, you know, Jason Adam or whatever, right? Like, who, who gives a shit? Um, but I definitely think that... Um, when you consider uh, if the Cubs are going to suck, I, I think that Kimball is by far their best, their best uh, trade pick. I mean, you know, fucking Atlanta's got what, Mark Melanson closing for him? Or no, they got yeah. Will closing for him. The Padres, they got Will Smith, but, yeah, you know, teams are always looking to upgrade the bullpen. Well, well that's what I'm saying. Like, Kimball would literally probably fit on about 
eight different contenders, like right off the bat. Yeah. The only one, the only ones who don't really need them, as far as I can tell, is probably uh, uh, probably the Yankees. I don't know. Name another one, right? Like, you know, I don't, I don't even know who's the Twins closer. They give up Royce. No. By the way, Melance Padres, and he has no saves in the uh, league. Who? Melanson closing for the Padres. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, so it's one of those like, but Melanson ain't keeping the Padres for trading for Kimbrel if they want, right? But I think like if the Cubs were smart, they'd start asking for a shit ton. All right, we're going to wind it up here. So thank you all for listening and fuck you, Huey. Yep. See y'all later. Later. All right.